Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Music Attic Podcast. I am Tom McDonough, of course, with my co-host, Mark Taylor. Yes, Mark. Well, we both are, if, if no one really knows us too much, you can trace us down pretty easily. We uh, we run a pretty good big ship at uh, musicaddict.org. Um, we've also done a lot within, in the music end of it. Of course, Island Studios in Chicago is not hard to find Mark anywhere on the internet on. Uh, and we we decided to do this podcast for one particular reason. Music, of course. But I have always enjoyed music. Uh, Mark has always enjoyed music, I know. And we are trying to, you know, get in some to where we get some interviews in. I've done several shows in the past. But one of the things I've wanted to totally focus on was music in this one, to where we discuss from people from the industry, uh, interviews with up-and-coming artists, uh, people who've uh, been there, done it, been famous. Uh, but I thought the core of it still should be about music and how music really inspires us in each and every single day. Because who doesn't get in the car and listen to music? We all have our own personal soundtrack. And music is so integral to my day-to-day life. And I think when we thought of the term music addict, we both are music addicts. So we wanted to not just have super famous people on, but we wanted to have people that are up and coming and, and just talk to people who love music the same way we do. Yeah, and that way we can have them, you know, introduce us to new things. Uh, one of the things I always loved about uh, listening to new artists was new songs. So some of my playlists has new some songs that have never really made it anywhere, but I've always found that they're inspiring. Um, there's some great music I've had over the years. When I had WRM radio, I loved it because I got new songs every month. <laughs> there's always new music coming out, and, and a lot of it was big for independent artists. Uh, plus all our shows, I always enjoyed having – you know, listening to new tracks because new music's always cool. And granted, today's we all know music is released in a bunch in a day, and there's no way we can go through a hundred songs, a hundred thousand songs in a month. It's too much. So bring the music to us. <laughs> yep, we love to hear it. All styles, all genres. We just love music. I mean, if there's truly a music addict, I think you've got it. We we there's not a style of music that I don't listen to. Uh, 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 not so much Zydeco, but outside of that, I'll listen to almost any kind of music out there. No disrespect to Zydeco. I love a good washboard. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I could listen to that either. That just, it's like chalk on, you know, fingernails on a chalkboard. Hey, Buckwheat Zydeco. Yeah. Now for them, I understand it. I get it. Um, but yeah, I, music in all different genres, everything coming together. Uh, you know, I always love talking about the blues and jazz because Without the blues and jazz, you wouldn't have music at all. <laughs> yeah. nothing. And, of course, if you didn't have classical, you certainly wouldn't have music. So, um, you know, my you know, big shout-outs to Mozart and, and uh, Beethoven. <laughs> you know? yeah. Shout-out to Chopin. Yeah, Chopin, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, of course, anyone knows me really well knows that I love that type of stuff uh, because it, it, it is always – uh, you know, today's modern day and day and age is creative. Um, the creative yeah. factor is always good. Uh, you know, competitions, I've just, you know, judged a few, seen a few, been in a few. I've always enjoyed it because you meet people, you network with people. Um, and, and I like networking with just everyday people. Um, and my famous saying is you don't know, you always talk to the janitor the same way you talk to the CEO because the janitor might be the CEO tomorrow. Exactly. Um, best business practice ever. Treat everyone the same. Uh, and I do that in going into every store. And so music, I treat that the same way. Listen to it, decide if I like it or don't. Absolutely. And I never, I try not to judge, judge a genre by one song or so. Like I've got people that, oh, I hate screamo or I hate metal, but they've really only listened to one song or one group. I try to get in, listen to lots of music and, and, and then form opinions. But most of the time, I just love music. Yeah. And so we've decided to try to do this to, to get more music out there and get more coverage and more, um, you know, people to be able to hear more music that you would normally not hear in a, in a given uh, day unless you were, you know, stumbled upon it. So I'm hoping that some of these artists that we, we bring on, that we feature some music on and have some conversations with, you might be able to, you know, click follow and, and like them and, and learn some new music as well as the people in the industry. 
I think really one of the things him, Mark and myself talked about was teaching people about the industry, the true parts of the industry, the stuff that, that matters to you that you're going to learn from and be able to grow your, you know, that basically empowered you to grow more in your own musical career or as a fan, pretty much understanding you know, how difficult the terrain is for a music artist. You can appreciate them a bit more. Absolutely. And like you say, inside information, tricks of the trade. Um, sometimes it's just comparing old to new. Um, in the old days, we did that. How do they do it now? There's, there's so many music conversations that I've always wanted to have. And I couldn't have a better partner than Tom to go back and forth. And we just talk as a lifelong insider, which is what Tom is. And I've always been on the outside. I'm a lifelong independent. So you kind of get both sides of the industry when you meet with us and talk with us. So I, I just look forward to the conversations. Plus, also, we'll get some production in here, and you like to geek out on production. So this will be cool because we get to we actually get to talk heavy production, which is not very common. You don't get to do that in too many places today. Uh, so this is going to be good. We'll have a lot of fun. Our first um, guest that's in our first show is um, the reason why we did, did this was Mike Matthews. Uh, nice. Mike Matthews is the head of the digital radio tracker. Uh, DRT. Organization for Charts. In my opinion, the second most powerful version of charts and probably the most real version of charts because it only tracks everything, hence its name, digital. Uh, so it was, I thought that was a great conversation, bringing him in, talking about where uh, DRT is going to in the next future, in the next year, in the next five years, in the next 10 years. They're growing it. I remember them. Um, I started out with them at WROM a long time ago uh, when he was much smaller, and now it's grown huge. Uh, I have been very impressed. So it's guests like this. Uh, our second guest uh, for show two is uh, one of the pro uh, big producer, Grammy-winning producer. Um, then we'll have some musical artists on. And then, like I said, we're going to bring in some independent music. Uh, we'll have some shows just strictly on that with maybe some a, a couple of different artists talking to them or one show talking to them. Kind of a hodgepodge different, uh, different shows. Right. No two shows will be the same. It'll always be interesting. Always but something. there'll always be a musical theme. It'll be sometimes how-to. Sometimes we'll geek out. Sometimes we'll just be fanboys. We'll be like, wow, I can't believe we got this person on. And I've always wanted to ask you this, that, or the other. So I'm looking forward to uh, where we're going. Yeah, so am I. So you know, without further ado, get on to our interview with uh, Mike, Michael Matthews. All right, see you on the other side. I'm Tom McDonough, uh, and this week my guest is Michael Matthews. Now, obviously, you you own, founded a digital radio tracker, or as many of us call it, DRT, uh, is in short. Uh, first off, I know DRT well. We use it all the time at both my record labels. Um, many people in the industry considered it, and I've watched you remember, heck, back when I ran WROM, I remember from the fact of how where, where you got, went then till now. So, honor having you because, you know, again, we've known each other for many years. So, welcome to the show. Oh, man, it's a pleasure being here, man. Always want to support your time and everything that you're doing. And they like said we have a long history and things, and we love the support you've given DRT and in uh, joining your platform today to introduce us to yet a new audience you're doing. So, love it anytime. Yes, yeah, so I'm hoping that, you know, obviously I've had a couple of shows over the years. I've always had co-hosts, so this was kind of like we're the one I'm not actually doing co-host every single show, and I'm going to flip them around. And matter of fact, I may even ask my guests to come back as co-hosts during the times for guests. And it was kind of one of the things I did before, where I had a lot of the guests come back as co-hosts uh, when we did this moment in time when I had Dave Bickler as a co-host, uh, and then when Mark Cassidy and me did uh, the decap, we had we did the same thing, and it was really a lot of fun. Um, DRT, ultimately, that's been around. God, it's been around a long time now. Yeah, and, we're on our 12th year. Yeah, it's, man, it's been 12 years already? Wow, time yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, we, and you have done a lot. So DRT, for everyone who has no idea what DRT is, what, in layman's terms, does DRT or Digital Radio Track really do? Well, in summary, we're a broadcast monitoring company where we track more than 5,000 radio stations around the world. Our predominant focus is on digital streaming radio, which is a lot more of the smaller stations in a lot of especially unknown territories like India, 
Africa, Mexico, a lot of territories that no other monitoring company in the world wants to monitor but us. So what we want to do is we want to give a voice to the unheard, we call it. We focus a lot on the independence, a lot of the independent artists that may not even be aware until they see the analytics that they're getting played over here and over there. A lot of people often wonder when they leak music out on social media or maybe they send it to one DJ for some feedback and they don't know. They may send that MP3 to several other DJs and they're not even aware. It's like, how does the music get exposed? Well, now we're in a more viral, organic society when it comes to music. So there has to be a way to, to track it, to, to find out, well, is someone playing your song on the other side of the world, in Australia and Japan and Spain? And there's really, before DRT, there was really no way of finding it out because obviously at the time, the monitoring companies like MediaBase, BDS, and so forth, they were only doing just the traditional top 200 metro uh, commercial FM market. So nobody was really paying attention to the whole streaming thing as it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, even back then, we used to always call everybody, hey, what are you guys doing? Are you guys, you know, there's a lot of music being broke online, but nobody's able to track it. Nobody's paying attention. There's no royalties being paid. None of these types of things. And so the answer was always the same. Well, Nobody's giving it a voice, you know, so it's like, okay, until there's some kind of voice, you can't demand royalties, you can't demand the respect or the notoriety for these stations. So that's what DRT came in is we came in and we said, look, we're going to be the voice for the unheard. We're going to monitor those untapped markets. We're going to be level the playing field where the average radio station, whether you have a hundred listeners or a hundred thousand listeners, you can be a monitoring station. We can include your data. We're not going to be prejudiced and say, Hey, wait a minute. If you only have 50,000 listeners or at least that much, then we'll add you to the panel. We're saying, no, we're going to give you a voice as well. You could be a chart reporter and impact our charts because we believe everybody matters. So for us, it's about not just inclusiveness. It's being able to say, hey, look, you know what? Big or small radio station, big or small market, you should be included when it comes to chart data specifically. So that's why a lot of people look at our charts and they say, wait, it's very different. Obviously, you have some of those mainstream top one, two, three, four artists that are probably going to be there because you're just getting extensive amount of airplay no matter what. But the key is where is that airplay coming from? And the key is also that there's other artists included in those charts, such as MI5 artists that say, hey, wait a minute. You know what? We are somebody too. It's not just about the Warner Brothers and the Sonys and all these major entities of the world. It's saying, hey, we're out here banging and making noise and we want our music heard just like everybody else. So we want to make sure they're included on the charts as well and say, hey, you know what? This is something that we're doing. This is music you need to be exposed to. And that's what we love about what we're doing here at DRT. And also what I've always enjoyed over the years is you got the global, so you got the global 200, the independent 150, and then you have individual genres, you know, rock, pop, gospel, inspirational, um, R&B, hip hop, uh, country, and all that, which drops down to the top uh, 50, if I'm not mistaken, 25 in some of them. But ultimately that gives anybody understanding as an artist to understand where they're at between the the independent 150, the global, global 200, or in these individual, I always tell artists to look at the individual when I'm charting in those. Where are you charting? Cause you look at it, there's some very familiar names in That's those right. actual individual, you know, like the rock chart. That's there's, right. you know, you'll recognize some names and that will give them an idea kind of where their music kind of really lies in or how is it being, you know, accepted or not accepted in the system. And that's one of the things I've always enjoyed that you guys have stayed, you've stayed that steady and haven't made any changes other than even improved over the years, but it's been steadily consistently the same thing for the last 12 years. So that I think for artists is huge. Now the big question comes down for how would you explain to an artist? What can they do with the ascertain with this information once they have that information? What well, do you think would be best to help them? Tom, like with anything, man, there's so many artists, managers, labels out here. A lot of them, they, they choose to sit on the analytics. And there's some that want to be proactive that say, hey, wait a minute. You know what? I, my music's being played over here in Germany. Maybe I need to set up some interviews. Maybe I need to find other ways to monetize that information, sell merchandise, set up shows, do tour, do different things that you can then go further with it to grow. You can also use those analytics to maybe contact some of the other radio stations 
in those territories and say, hey, wait a minute, XYZ is playing me. Maybe it's something you should consider as well. One of the things that we've recognized about the DRT charts, a lot of people don't know uh, the industry trade cash box uses our charts. Uh, Hype Magazine, there's several entities that republish the charts. Um, some are, are we're powering or they put their brand name on it, but it's powered by us. Some are just straight up just reposting uh, blogs and things. So you're getting a lot of exposure. These artists don't realize just how much exposure and impressions that they're getting. One of the things that's unique about our charts is we put uh, the Spotify, Apple Music link, for example, the two biggest streaming outlets where like we say it all the time, we play a big role in new music discovery. You will be surprised, Tom, the amount of people. We get calls from a lot of A&R executives at major labels, distributors. They're saying, hey, who's that guy? Who's that guy? They're so happy we have those links there. They click right on it. All of a sudden, they're checking your music out. They never knew who you were in life before that. So we actually played a major role in introducing uh, a lot of music to a lot of these guys that otherwise – they probably would have never even gotten that exposure. Um, I know uh, Akon has signed in artists from our charts. Um, there's been several artists gotten deals with Def Jam. Uh, uh, Jamie Ray got a deal with Epic Records now. Um, all of these different entities that have used and have seen. Oh, wait a minute. Who is this? I've never heard of this artist. It's amazing how much it has grown over the years. And one of the things that we're doing this year in 23, we're actually going to be expanding. I'll give you an exclusive here, Tom. We're going to be expanding to upward close to 10,000 stations globally. Uh, we've been working on it for a while. Uh, there's been a lot of requests from certain territories like South Africa, parts of Asia, uh, parts of Mexico, that there's a lot of stations, you'll be surprised, Tom, that love your music, that play a lot of the rock bands you have and things. And they, they're actually asking us, hey, can we send them the music? How can they get it? And um, they want to be a part of the, of the voice. They want to be a part of the global community that we've created and say, hey, wait a minute, how can we be inclusive? And we're letting them know, hey, look, come on, join the panel. There's a lot of great music that Tom and others have to offer that you need to be playing because your listeners want to hear it. And that's what we love about what we're doing is we're helping give a lot of artists exposure that they, that they don't even realize they probably would never get. The key here, Tom, is global. We are in a global music industry now. A lot of these artists, they're still kind of stuck in that old box. Remember back in the daytime where everybody worried about a 200, 500 mile radius from their hometown? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, what right. is that? Or they used to call it street promotion where they hung up posters on telephone poles, all those things. Well, now the streets are what? The Internet is your streets now. Yeah. So you have to look at the industry very, very different. We're in a DIY industry now. So it's very important the listeners to this podcast understand that if you're an artist, if you're an artist manager, if you're an independent label, you have to think globally now. It's about moving your product. It's about building your brand. And it may not be in your local market. You'll be surprised. A lot, a lot of people look at their analytics. I tell them, I say, look, go look at your Spotify analytics. 99% of your streams aren't even coming from your local town. They may be coming from China, Australia, Spain, somewhere else, Germany. And these are areas that you're not monetized. And you wonder why you're, a lot of these artists are so stuck on wanting to tour in their local city and they want their friends and family to come. And they're so focused that, they're, that Tom, they're leaving a lot of money on the table. They're leaving a lot of royalties on the table. They're not... We call it, you want to go where you love, don't go where you hate it and try to make them love you. If you're getting a lot of support from Germany, why not monetize Germany? Go in there and, and capitalize on it. Why are you trying to spend a million dollars in Philadelphia trying to make these people love you and they're not supporting they your music? And you have a lot of these artists, they don't get it. And that's the thing. Most don't understand it. You're right. Looking at trying to, if they were trying to get breakout in Philadelphia, but have this huge following in Germany, you said it best, get interviews in Germany, turn those people, turn those fans into followers and then turn them into consumers. And that is generally where it's tough because most artists, you're right, are unfortunately today's day and age, and you and I grew up in a different age, but Today, they have to be their social media manager, their touring manager. They have to still do music right, still have to be a producer at the same time as trying to be everything, every part of wherever, whatever part they're playing in the band or as an artist. And that is much tougher than it was back in the day. Plus, we all know there is no, it's very tough to make it. There's a huge gap between what the majors are doing, what everyone else is doing. And this 
isn't a bad thing for the independent artists. What they're not understanding is even though there's a huge gap, you said it, they can still monetize what they're doing, turn their thing into a much bigger and understanding the analytics, they can actually build on it, get sponsors, get a lot more followers and get a lot more touring. And, and I, I hate to say it. There's out of the services that are out there, the only one I can, I can 100%. And, and this isn't just because you're the guest, but it's because of the fact that it's proven DRT charts, the information from it works 100% bar none works. And, you know, it, it's fortunate enough that you guys are there. You stay consistent. It's not like you're fly by night and you have stayed in like, like it's amazing increasing to 10,000. That's that's huge. Yeah, and you know what's going. You know what that's going to do, Tom. It's going to give uh, you know, like yourself and other people that use DRT, a lot more analytics. Say, hey, wait a minute, we were overlooking this whole territory, and now we actually can see that we're getting airplay over there. But let me be clear about this: that a lot of people don't understand that with digital streaming radio specifically, is when we have locations, that's just a programming base. Y- your listeners have to understand this: just because a station is based in, say, New York. There's listeners all over the world. So it's not just New York and the New York metro market. So a lot of times people don't really get the digital streaming side. Why is it so different than terrestrial FM? It's that it's global focus. So what happens is because people tell me all the time, they say, well, man, we, we're, we're doing a, you know, a DRT campaign. Our song is on chart. We've noticed our streaming numbers are starting to move all kinds of things. And we say, exactly because. You have listeners all over the world, and when you look at your analytics, it's not typically coming from your local market, sometimes not even your region. And uh, and you'll find that, you know, if you focus on monetizing that, what happens is, is you can grow your brand even faster. Because like what we always tell our clients, we say, look, you've got to get to 100 before you get to 1,000, before you get to 10,000. Of course, we all want the millions and millions of fans. But just think about it, Tom, if you have a band that's got... 10,000 loyal fans, what you can do with that, how you can monetize that shows, tours, merchandise, all kinds of things. I look at a, what I deem as, you know, it's, to me, it's undeniable. One of the most successful bands in the world is Metallica and yeah. people don't understand. I love those guys. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be going out with them on their, their 72 seasons tour. And it's, it's going to be a phenomenal experience. Uh, it kicks off in August and one of the things that I love about what they do, and I tell them this every time I see them, I say, man, just thank you. Thank you for being an example for so many bands out here that just don't get it. These guys, to me, are the number one merchandising band in the world. I mean, you can go to a, a country concert. You can go to a rap concert. You're probably going to see somebody with a Metallica t-shirt. No, I mean, it's just crazy. You go to the local mall, you're going to probably run into somebody with a Metallica t-shirt on. And, and they do, they do, man, they do t-shirts to t-shirts to t-shirts. Everybody's a moving billboard for them. They got tons of merchandise. They do specialty stuff. They just bought their own vinyl plant. They're pressing vinyl, all kinds of stuff. And these guys, they won't quit. And people don't realize why it's, they are a billion dollar band. They're worth a billion dollars. If you don't understand the, the, the commas involved in that, you know, like what band, <laughs> what band is a billion dollar band? There really isn't. Um, you know, so it's, it's because they get it. They understand the art of it. And this is the key. Metallica isn't on a major label. People don't understand that. They're not labeled like, like MI5. They're on a label called Black and Record. People don't understand Black and Recordings. It's their own entity. They were on a major label, Electra, but they have the fan base. See, once you get those numbers, it doesn't matter anymore. And they can continue to monetize and feed that fan base. So they've got millions and millions of fans all over the world. They don't ever have to put out a new song again in life and they can live off of touring, live off of merchandise, live off of royalties. So when you think about role models like a Metallica, the bands that are listening to this, think about how do you want to build your brand? Because you are a brand. You're not a band. Most of the time when people say, I'm a band, they're not looking at themselves as a brand. They need to think of a brand. Branding is huge. Exactly. If you build your band as a brand like Metallica did, you too can win. You too can monetize and be able to, to capture that audience as you're building. And if you focus on getting that, just that small amount, 10,000, and look at it, it's a big world. We're in the whole globe. If you can get just 10,000 fans out of this whole globe, you can eat forever in this business. But nobody, nobody talks about that. 
No, and no one, no one focuses on that. And that's the thing is they, they, everyone focuses on one of two things. Either I failed or I need to be super famous. <laughs> exactly. And I always tell everybody this, this is the answer to this one. Every time artists come to me about wanting to be signed and I say to them, there's two, two jobs, being a good musician and being super famous. There are two different jobs entirely. That's right. So the Mighty Mac, look at the Metallica. We, you and I both grew up when Metallica wasn't on the radio. That's right. There you and go. All those, oh, come on, and Justice for All. That, you know, That's right. All that, all that stuff was gr- all great, but then they decided, and they got they decided to take the turn commercial, commercial and they did it right when they went commercial. That's and right. They, the and a major label, they have their own, but <laughs> ultimately. You're right. If you do it right, you commercialize it, and if you get ten thousand in a global setting of what we're trillions of people, ten thousand. All you need is ten thousand followers, ten thousand fans, and you could. You're right. You could you can make it it in Ireland. It's mm-hmm. not. It isn't. It doesn't seem in, impossible. And it's very doable. Happen. It's and very charting, doable. And charting, DRT charting, survives forever. And. But that, and that's what it is, Tom. A lot of them, they don't want to do the work. They want, they want Tom to give it to them. In other words, Tom, will you give me a hundred thousand fans? See, yeah. they want to give it to them. They don't want to put the work in to obtain it. Because once you do that and you obtain it, it's going to always continue to grow and perpetual. And that's the beautiful thing about this music industry that we all love. It's once you fully understand that and you understand the dynamics of it, it's, it's, it's really almost impossible not to win. If you're willing to put in the work, but what so many do is their focus is on the, I got to get 10 million. I got to get a hundred million because everybody's so brainwashed. I call it with the whole number thing. Okay. I need to have 50 million views on my video on YouTube. I need to have a billion streams on Spotify because these are the terms we always keep hearing, but they don't understand the value of if you know what, if you have a hundred, a hundred thousand views, real views on your video, the impact that that can make. 100,000 real followers on social media, 100,000 real streams on Spotify, you will get a royalty check. You know, there's a lot of things that come with the dynamics of this. And that's why we always get on these podcasts, always try to encourage the business of music, not this whole music business thing that everybody talks about on the slang term. It's these bands and these artists, they're always worried about not the business. They're always worried about their craft. Hey, I want to be behind the mic. When's my next show? These types of things. And like I said earlier, we're in a DIY industry now. It's vital. It's very important that these artists, these bands, they understand the business. The more you understand the business of music is the more successful you actually be as an artist or band. And that's what I think the, the, the gap is. That's why we created DRT because we wanted to level the playing field. We said, wait a minute. We want to make it affordable. We want to make it accessible for anybody to be able to tap in versus, oh, you got to deal with these indie promoters and these elite guys. And if you don't have a relationship with this one or that one, you'll never get played over here or you'll never get your music exposed mm-hmm. over there. And we understand. We all know every industry has its politics. It's going to be there. But the reality is it's 2023 now. You cannot promote a band or an artist in 23 the same way you did back in 1993. You remember them days? Oh, yeah, back in them days. Yeah. Yeah, and you have a lot of guys still trying to do that. And we're saying, hey, wake up, wait a minute, smell the coffee. You cannot do it like that anymore. It's a new, different age. And so that's what these – and I'm so thankful that you're doing these types of podcasts and no, it doesn't matter whether you have one listener, or you have a million listeners, Tom. It's about lives. It's about being able to make an impact and letting people know, hey, wait a minute. There is ways. There are people like Tom and myself that are willing to give back, that are willing to create opportunities and open doors for that next. Because one thing, me and you can both testify, Tom, nobody knows who the next thing is going to be. None of us. None of us do. And, no. But we've all had it pass through the hands where you say, wait a minute. I remember, I mean, I can tell you stories for days. We had Eminem, we had Christina Aguilera, T-Pain, Nelly. We've had so many artists when nobody knew who these people were. They came to us in the beginning. Hey, will you promote my song? Will you play, will you get my song played on the radio? All these types of things. Everybody has to start somewhere. And that's what people don't realize with these bands. I remember when I toured with Gwen Stefani and her band, No Doubt, they were performing in front of 20 people. And, and I was one of the 20. It wasn't even that many people. It's just a handful of us. 
And to see her career grow and, and perform in stadiums and Vegas Red Sox, that's like, that's Gwen. That's the same Gwen. You know, it's, it's, she it's, hasn't changed. Exactly. Had changed. And the crazy part, performing the same music. Yeah. The same music. The only difference was, was time, was time and work ethics. She put the work in and allowed time to take its course. And she was consistent and kept building and building and building. And that's ultimately what it takes in order to be successful in this business is you've got to be consistent. Like you said earlier with DRT, we've grown for 12 years. We're not the same as we were 10 years ago. We're not the same as we were five years ago. Look at what we're about to do. We're about to expand to a lot more stations because the demand is there. The voice is there. People are starting to click in and say, wait a minute. You know, I'm now hearing about you. Good. But yeah, we've been here all this time. People say, I've now seen the DRT charts. Uh, y'all just started publishing charts. No, if you look at the history, it's been 12 years of charts every week. There's been hundreds of charts that have been published. So the voice is there. If you go and you Google that and things that you'll see and people say, wait a minute. Cause a lot of times when artists are doing their press releases and doing different things and they're posting, Hey, we were on the DRT charts back in 2014, you know, and people are doing research and they're seeing, they're like, wait a minute. You know, yeah, that stuff is there. You can't deny that when those things are published in different magazines and blogs and things that sticks. We now have the DRT certified plaques, man, which is a, you can see. Oh, that's right. This is an audio, but uh, yeah. this video, you'll see some on the behind me on the wall. They're, they're incredible because what I'm telling people is that there's 10 slots on that plaque. So even if you're not that artist, you might have been around that art. You're getting exposure. You don't know whose studio that's in, what record company that's in, what radio station that plaque is in. And people say, wait a minute, I'm looking at this artist, but who, number eight over here, who's this artist? You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of impressions and exposure that things get. You never know who's watching. You never know who's looking at things and saying, hey, wait a minute. So what we always tell people, it's not just about the DRT, it's about all trucks. You want as much exposure as you can as a band, as an, a new and developing artist. There's nothing too big, too small. Yes, everybody wants the Giants. We all know who they are. But at the same time, you got to look at all the stepping stones. You got to look at everybody else that's along the way that says, hey, wait a minute. Like I said earlier, you got to get to 100 before you get to 1,000 before you get to 10,000. So if these other entities help you get to that 10,000, you can't say there's no value there. Exactly. And things, because when you try to jump straight to the mountaintop, the mountaintop doesn't give you the 100 million. You know, and that type of thing. That's what people think and that's what they expect. We've seen it happen many times. Artists have been on billboard charts and top of the iTunes charts and things. They, we call it here today, gone today because two weeks later, you don't even hear about them no more. You're like, well, who's that? Where'd they go? What happened? And it was just like almost like a fluke come and go. What do you want? You're trying to build a longevity of your career. You're trying to build a stable brand that people are going to connect with. And then once people connect with you, you're golden. So that's what we're about at Digital Radio Trackers. We're trying to help people connect those dots. We're going to be doing a lot of things coming up here in the, in the coming months that's going to do just that, that's going to be connecting people with various podcasts. Different artists are able to get additional PR, all those types of things. We're looking at some video support service, other things that nobody's doing in order to help give people more exposure because that's ultimately what it's about. And it's very true, and that's actually very exciting stuff. I definitely will keep track of that. And like you said, you have no idea who's watching. By the way, I hate, I do look at the charts every week. I look at all the artists, and yeah. yes, I will look to see who I can possibly sign. There you go. And in fact, and with two record labels, it, it is always a thing of looking at what can I do? How can I help them? It's not like, what it, you know, and the record label side of things, looking at things is, can I help this artist on their journey, or can I not? And, you know, I'll never take on something that I cannot help them because I'd rather not hurt them. I'd rather help them. And you said it, consistency. You know, the best two stories, you think about it, consistency, Cheryl Crow, Paul Abdul, both of them, 15-plus years behind the scenes, and look at their icons now. That's right. And Gwen, gosh, great, great mention. Gwen's, Gwen's wonderful. Yep. Great music, and yeah, still doing and singing the same way. That's right. Being, being considered. And that's what a lot of these bands, they, they got to wake up and smell the coffee. And, and, and I love it that you gave that testimony, Tom. You're one of men, many 
that, like you said, you look at those DOT charts, you say, wait a minute, who's this band? I never heard of them. You probably click on the Spotify link. Let me discover some of their music. And then you might find, hey, wait a minute. You know what? This is somebody I may want to connect with them and possibly sign them or introduce them to my distribution or whatever it may be, your services that you offer. And and we love it. We love hearing those things because that's what it's about. It's not about me personally. DRT was created for everyone. A lot of people started calling us the people's brand because and that's what it's been. It's been it's yep. been more of a community of people saying, hey, wait a minute. You know what? I, I want to be a part of this because I'm understanding. And that's what I love about time. You get it. You understand the community activism and what we're doing because you're connected to artists in Canada and United States all over the place. Over and the place. that's what it's about. And if we can help build, help you build a bigger voice for MI5 and what you're doing with your labels and your podcast, that helps everybody grow. It's win-win for everybody involved. And that's what we find the problem in the music industry as a whole. There's so many people that don't want to work together and say, hey, you know what? This is me and mine. This is my platform over here. This is what I'm doing over there. And they don't want to join forces and do things like this and put podcasts out there, put information out there, educate people and say, hey, wait a minute. You know what? This is why DRT is working with Tom. This is a good guy. This is someone that you need to call. This is a label that you should consider working with because he has real relationships with people like us. That's what people need to be able to do. You don't get that a lot in the music when people speak up on one another and let people know that, hey, wait a minute. You know what? Yeah, we know there's a lot of scammers in the music industry. There's a lot of people out here promising things they can't deliver. All those types of that's going to exist in any industry. But there's a lot of great people in this industry as well. And that's what we try to do is we try to say, hey, wait a minute. You know what? We're going to speak up on those like Tom and MI5. We know what you've been doing. We've been working together a long time. You're consistent in what you're doing, and we vouch for you. And most people, they won't do that. They won't do that, Tom. People will call them and say, hey, have you heard, have you heard of Tom McDowell? Have, have you heard of him? Uh, no, I've never heard of him. You know, they, and, and you know what I'm saying? They're doing business yeah. with you. You know, and it's I, I don't believe in that. I say we have to encourage one another, uplift one another's business because that's how you survive out here too. You know, there's not enough of that in this business. And definitely, I know if I, if, if there was a band came across my desk that's looking for an entity, I would definitely recommend you highly and say, hey, look, you know what? This guy knows what he's doing. He's been grinding for a while. He works with a lot of great, uh, great bands and things, and he can point you in a lot of directions. And things, but if you notice, I haven't called you. And there's a reason for that because I'm not going to waste your time. You see what I'm saying? So when you when I do call you, I know you're going to answer the call. You see what I'm saying? Because you say, okay, Mike got something, and you know what? It's worthy of my time to check this band out. You know, this just makes sense, and that's what you also want. And I want to show that with your your listeners here is you want to be careful in this industry because. The number one reason why a lot of bands are not successful is not because their music is not any good. It's because people don't take them seriously in this business. That's what focus should be. Your number one should focus should be, how do I get people in the industry to take me seriously? Not how do I make the greatest music in the world? The great, I really say the greatest players are still on the, on the home basketball courts. They're not in the NBA. You know, the greatest players to play the game, they're, they're still in the hood somewhere. You know, wherever it may be. And they just haven't been discovered yet. Same thing with bands. Some of the greatest bands in the world are still in the local bar, man. You know, and things. And it's because a lot of the industry hasn't taken you seriously yet. And if you can just figure that out while you have great music now, the rest is gravy. I mean, you'll take off from there. And I've told so many independent artists that. And some listen and some don't. They go back to, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep producing my great music, but they're the only ones listening to it. And they say, well, the music industry is full of a lot of gatekeepers, a lot of politics. They have all excuses. Oh, they don't want to play my music over there. And it's like you mentioned Metallica. Metallica, no radio play. There's a, man, there's a lot of artists that they weren't able to get commercial radio, but whether they couldn't afford it, the connections, or whether they just, people felt the music wasn't up to standard, whatever it was, they didn't have it, but they still made a way. They found a way to still become successful because at the end of the day, if you have undeniable talent, it's just that undeniable. You present that to enough people, it's undeniable. Nobody can stop you. There is no gatekeeper that can say, hey, look, you know what? You will never be successful in life. You're the one that's keeping you from being successful. So you've got to be willing to, to, to step up, go against the grain, do the things that maybe others aren't willing to do, sacrifice 
and put your brand out there and let people know this is what you have to offer. This is what makes you unique from all the other bands out here. And you keep you keep saying that and telling that and preaching that to enough people. Sooner or later, it's going to fall on the right ears and you're going to get your break. But what I always say with that is when you get your break, are you prepared for it? Yeah, exactly. When the, when the knock comes on the door, are you ready? Man, and most of them, Tom, you know, are not. They're not ready. You know, say, hey, you know what? Uh, are you interview worthy, but you want to be interviewed by all the great magazines out here, Rolling Stones and all stuff? How many interviews have you done? You know, yeah. what are you talking about? What have you achieved? Well, I want to be able to tour in arenas with 20,000 people. Well, are you performing in front of 500 people? You know, what are you doing to prepare yourself, your craft? You know, you know what I tell a lot of bands? How many shows, how many tours have you gone to? And most of them, they, they say, none, I'm, I'm busy working on my craft. See, that's a big mistake because it's not about necessarily what you're doing. You also have to pay attention to what everybody else is doing. Yeah. So you need to go to these other shows. You need to see what are their fans like? What are they doing? What's causing people to be engaged with them that maybe you're not doing in your show? Get some tips. Maybe look at some of the, the vets out here. You know, and also go to some of the other shows of some new artists that are maybe even smaller than you. You know, have mm-hmm. understand your craft. Most of them, Tom, they don't want to do it. They don't want no. to do it. That's what I They don't want to put in the work. No, they want to put in the work. They don't want, they want you, like you said, they want everything handed to them. And I've come across multiple times where having conversation with new artists, trying to, you know, you, you and I sound identical. My interns would tell you that 100%. And it is because you and I are veterans have done this. And it's not because we're great. You know, we, we're one of, we are consistent. We've stayed at what we've done. We understand that you're right. Teamwork is spelled not with an I. We have to do this together. We have to, you know, move forward. And the same thing with these artists, they got to understand they have to work to build themselves, to grind it, to get to where they're at. We've been doing this for many years. You know, I'm 20, 28 years at this. I just hit 30. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's like you're, it just just doesn't happen overnight and your dreams don't happen in, in, in a nanosecond. It takes time to build dreams. Otherwise dreams would, would, we wouldn't have dreams because everything would just be like heaven. Everything would come true. You exactly. know? And, and it doesn't well, happen that way. The other thing, Tom, most of these artists, they're, they're looking for someone to blame. Okay, Tom, you didn't put me on tour with Metallica, so therefore it's your fault. I'm not successful. You know, my answer to that is, is if I was to put you on tour with Metallica, for example, what would you do? How would you handle it? Are you ready for it? So it's not the other way around. I'm not successful because, because you don't know where those opportunities are going to come from. And that's what I look for with talent I work with is I say, wait a minute, what are you doing for yourself? Not what about what I can add value. You know, me and you add value to everybody's career all the time. No, it's what are you doing to add value to your own career and make others like Mike and Tom want to come in and help you. That's what it's about. That's the key that I learned in this business is that getting people to take you seriously, you'll be surprised how many doors will fly open when people see that you're being proactive and what you're doing. They want to be a part of your movement, part of helping you build your brand. They get excited to help you and so forth if you're doing your part. And most of the time, that's where the, that's where the, the, the hole in the program is. That's where it lacks at. So, you know, yeah, we're excited at DRT time to work with all the artists you have. You know, the, even the artists that are listening here, there's a lot of opportunities. Contact, you know, Tom and he'll be able to share things with you as far as programs and various ways to get your music exposed. That's what it's got to be about here. It's got to be about getting your music exposed and letting your music speak. Because you'll be surprised how me and you grew up on a lot of different music. Music has changed a lot. Some yeah, of these yes. songs we hear today, I tell people, I don't add our songs. And when I say, what do you think about this? I'd rather not even tell you what I personally think about it because you don't know. There's been so many songs that have come through my hands that I personally thought, man, you know what? This is not going to work. Nobody wants to play this. This is not going to happen. And they wind up blowing up. You know, and there's other songs you think, man, this is a great song. This should do very well. And it never goes anywhere. Exactly. It doesn't really go anywhere. So I've learned that in my 30 years. I said, you know what? I'm not doing it no more. If it's hot to you, it's hot to me. Let's go. You know, and let's focus on putting it out there. Let the people decide. And that's what we're about here is let the people decide. The people say, hey, look, you are the next Metallica. You're the next Megadeth. You're the next Anthrax, whatever it is. Then you know what? Then you must be. If they don't say it, then you're not. 
You know, but the key is, it's not that you can't be successful. You have to find out why. Why are you not? And can you, and then you can correct it. That's right. Move forward. Instead of putting out the same music every month, putting another song out and never, ever learning to why it's not being successful. And that's what people are doing. You see this on Instagram all day long. Right. One song out next month, another song out. Well, what do we got going on here? Are we going to make any traction with that? And then that's what DRT is 100% extremely useful for, especially for even for veterans and for new artists to understand, do people accept what's being, what you're doing? And if so, then you can build on it. If not, then you can discover what went wrong and correct it moving yeah. forward. You don't and, that, and that's what we always tell people is, look, don't beat up who is playing it. Find out how you can get others to play it. But you also want to look at, look at your other links. Are you streaming more? Are you getting more social media engagement? Look at everything you've got going on and then you can see is something really working or not? Maybe it wasn't the right single. Maybe you need to get back in your bag of tricks and pull out another record. All of these types of things until you find one. But the key is to be consistent. I mean, you know, Tom, most of, most of it, if the first single doesn't happen, it's over. You know, they're ready to, they're ready to hang up the mic. It's no, you might have to use that first single as a stepping stone, you know, be able to get your expo, what we call your buzz record, get some notoriety to your brand, some exposure. And then you need to come with that follow up single that's even more commercially viable and say, okay, wait a minute. I thought I kind of liked that first song, but I really like this song. Then people want to, okay, let me check out what else they have to offer. What are they they going to come up with next? And then follow the journey. There you go. And now they're walking with you. That's why they call it followers. They're now following you. They're continuing the journey with you versus just, hey, I'm tapping in for that given moment and tapping right out. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You want want them along for the ride, not for the the one I I caught you listen to and never listen to you again. Exactly. It's all about the journey. So I want the last thing. One of the things that I know, 2020, you came out with those plaques. Mm-hmm. No one else has been doing was doing that at the time. I don't think anyone's still doing it at this point in time. And tell tell everybody about those plaques. Those things well, are quite amazing. Yeah, we're we're excited about it, man. I mean, we stay excited about it. it. It's we've done a few thousand of them already. They're in studios. They're in record labels. They're in uh, you know artist homes and things all over uh, the world. And um, it, it's it's an exciting project. I think Tom, one of the things that really made it stand out to me because for years since we were doing the charts, we've had so many people was always hitting us up. Well, you know, Billboard has plaques and RAA plaques and everybody know the, the platinum and gold plaques and Spotify, all these different things. And they said, why don't you guys have? And the reason why we waited so long was because we wanted to do something that was so creative, so innovative. One, we wanted to keep it at an affordable price, but what we wanted to do was we wanted to offer something, not just a plaque on the wall. We wanted to be a real commemorate what that artist or what that band, what that stood for. And so we developed an augmented reality technology within the plaques where you actually can add your video to the plaque. So it's not just a plaque on your wall. You can pull out any smart device. If you want to add that video enhanced feature to it, you can scan the plaque and it will play your video in it. So 10 years from now, you're just showing your grandkids or something or whatever it may be. Hey, look at Look at what I did. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and check this out. Or even now, currently, you have it in your studio. You have it in your office time. You say, hey, you know what? Let me show you something cool. It's a great conversation piece. And now we know, especially with this new generation, it's all tech savvy. So yeah. we wanted to add. So we're the only plaque in the world that's doing it with augmented reality. So if you see, and I'll go there. If you see Billboard, Spotify, anybody else do it, you know they got it from us because yeah, nobody's took, doing took it. Idea from you. <laughs> exactly. We we were the first to do it. Of course, it's not patentable because it's augmented reality technology. But uh, we've been doing it now for the last uh, three years. And uh, it's been a blessing. Everybody loves it, man. We have people embracing these plaques saying, hey, look, this is like their Grammy. You know, and when, you know, realistically, Tom, there's some of these artists and bands, they may never get a Grammy. They may never get a Billboard Award. They may never get an MTV Award and these types of things. They have a real shot at getting a DRT plaque. So it means a lot to those that have gotten it. I've I've gotten all kinds of letters and emails and saying, thank you for creating this. And, and, uh, it's like I said, it's some of, some of it's the only thing on the, on, on their wall that they have to treasure. And there's even been some artists that have actually started collecting. We've noticed some artists have, uh, eight, eight, nine of them on their wall. They've done multiple singles and, uh, over the years and, 
Um, you know, like Carson Luters, he's had five singles on DRT charts before he now has a major deal with Def Jam. He was signed to Timbaland's label, Mosley Music. Yep. And um, he's done very well. If you go on his Instagram, he's got over like 3 million followers and stuff. You know, people kind of compared him to like the young Justin Bieber and that kind of a thing. And he's done very, very well. And um, it was it was an honor for, for you know, for actually the reason I'm bringing him because he was the first DRT black. He was the first one to get a DRT black three years ago. And it was like, okay, to commemorate his, his singles. And it kind of kicked the whole thing off. And, uh, and then him, I mean, right after that, he got a deal with Def Jam Records, a major record label, you know, and it was just phenomenal, you know, like this whole thing. And so even to this day, he can treasure it as that was his first thing. So he, he goes off to win Grammys and everything. Those are great. But what's special was the very first thing he had. The one that really did. Yeah, the one that means most the first time. Yeah. It's kind of like us as executive. You remember that time when that first time you had your first artist got played on the radio, you know, the very first time they got played the first, there's no feeling like it. The first time an artist hears their song on the radio after that, it's okay. It becomes repetitious or whatever. But that first time you're like, man, you think you've arrived. You know, there's nothing like it. You can't nothing tell like it ever. You know. and, I, and I'll tell you what, I'm very competitive. I pay attention to those charts. And when my artists are in the charts, I'm competitive about it because I'm like, well, how this week, what can I do to increase maybe the chances of getting it next week? So we look in ways to do that and sure. formulate it for that because we like to be competitive. Well, we as, you know, as you know, humans are, are very competitive, but definitely it's, it is the biggest rush to do that. And I like, I love it. And all the artists love it when they play. And I always like when my artists are on there and playing. And I will add this, Tom, and again, I'm sure your clients are listening now and maybe some, some news, new ones as well, is that you have to utilize these charts. Don't just look at them and admire them. Post them on social media. Do press releases. Mention, hey, I'm number 10 on the charts. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. These are things that what, where your audience can get engaged with. They want to hear that, hey, there's some momentum. There's some movement with the song. You never know who's reading, who's watching, who's seeing that post. You never know. You never know, man. People see people follow DRT page. It's funny because I get calls all the time. They say, man, I saw you over there with this guy and that guy because everybody knows I'm all over the place. Yes. And I'm, I'm always meeting different artists and, 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 and I'm, I'm the living example of this. I'm the best PR for you. You know what? I'm not waiting. And this is what it's about. That's what this podcast is about. Tonight. Don't wait for somebody to tell your story. Don't wait for somebody to get out here and promote your band. Do it yourself. And I, and that's what I do all the time. I say, you know, I'm say, why are you doing this? Why are you doing, you don't have to. No, I'm not going to wait for XYZ employee or I'm not going to wait for this person to do it. That person, the publicist, all that other stuff. I will get out there and I've, I'm talking to anybody that's willing to hear. I'm, I remember when I first talked to you, you might have heard of an artist called Billie Eilish. I didn't know her at the time. You know, big pop star, known all over the world. I didn't even know who she was. And um, a friend of mine said, hey, you want to meet Billie Eilish? I'm like, who's that? I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm sitting there. I want to, I want to talk to Lady Gaga, somebody, you know, I, I know, I don't know who that is. And they, and so I passed on her and then they called me again. They said, Billy Eilish is coming to your town, man. You want to, you want to talk to her, you know, tell her what you're doing or whatever. No, uh, are you sure? And then he called me last minute, the day she was here. He said, man, look, I'm telling you, this girl is going to blow up. She's, she's the next thing. And, and you, you, and you know what? You need to talk to her about DRT. And I, was, I said, okay. And, um, I went down there to the arena and, and I met her and her mother. And, um, I mean, this girl was seven, I think she was 17 at the time. Yeah. And, um, you know, had the little neon green hair thing going on. And I'm like, this is crazy. I didn't know none of her songs, didn't know. And I'm seeing like, there's like 10,000 people in the arena. It's like 15,000 people in the arena, like 10,000 people waiting to get into the arena. It was crazy. And I go in there and I'm talking to her and I let her know who I am, introduce myself. And, and, uh, I started sharing. She had a song or her single, uh, it was called Bad Guy at the time. She was just getting really kind of going. And it was, I gave her the DRT report and we were going over it. And uh, her mother was taking pictures and stuff. And she and she was just like, she gave me a big hug. And she said, thank you so much for what you're doing and sharing this and, and helping artists like myself, you know, be able to tap in and get our royalties and all these types of things. 
I couldn't believe I was overwhelmed. It changed my whole perception of her. I'm now yeah. a fan. I'm a Billie Eilish fan now. I, I want to go see her next show and, and, and stuff and just a phenomenal person. But I share that story to share that you have to be that, that storyteller. You got to get out here and you got to be your bullhorn. So I don't wait on anybody. Anybody that's willing to hear, I'm, I'm going to go talk about DRJ. Well, this is what we're doing. You know, this is what we're adding even to artists at those other levels. You'd be surprised how many of them have literally, they thanked me. They said, man, you know, for so long, nobody was given a voice to these digital streaming stations and we were not getting royalties and all this kind of stuff because there was nobody to be able to say, hey, wait a minute, there's a third party able to verify that has no skin in the game. We, we don't own none of these records. I don't own none of these record labels. We don't have to manipulate reports. We don't have to do any of those types of things. It's this is what's going on with your song. Take it or leave it. And um, it's been fantastic. So I say that to encourage uh, your listeners that get out here, don't be afraid to be your own bullhorn and get out here and promote yourself. That's what the whole social media thing is about. Don't be afraid to go out here and tell everybody, take pictures everywhere, post everywhere. You're on the charts. Go get, you get a plaque and then take a picture with the plaque, post it up, send it out to blogs and things. You'll be surprised how many people all of a sudden want to do a story on you. Tell us about that plaque you got. You know, hey, you're, yeah. you're number 20, 10 on the charts. They didn't even know who you were before. All of a sudden, now they want to do a write-up on you. Now you're getting more video views. They've got viewership. They, you know, it, you can start to create your own viral effect. So I always tell people, you know what? Use DRT. Build your own PR machine. If you're sitting there waiting to be on the billboard charts or waiting to be on the top 10 on the ice, you may never get there. I don't know that. You may be waiting a long time, and what do you have in that gap? Time of nothing. So you have to utilize what you got. Don't sit on your hands. Utilize what you got and make an impact in your career, and you'll be surprised. When I started doing that, Tom, I'm telling you, you'll be surprised how many people call me. They're calling me now. Hey, you yeah. know what? It's, it kind of reminded me. It was funny because we were all watching um, uh, Corbin, you know, the late, late night. You know, he just retired, right? And... That carpool karaoke thing, everybody knows that was an idea that they didn't want to do. Everybody laughed about it. Oh, man, nobody wants to do that thing. And, of course, we know he was able to convince Mariah Carey to sing on it and get that going. And it's like that thing grew where people were calling, how can I get in that car with you? You know, it became the thing. You're like nobody unless you're doing carpool karaoke with this exactly. guy. It's yeah. crazy. And you've got some of the biggest stars in the world like they want to do that. It doesn't even matter that they're selling out arenas and stadiums and they, they want to do that. And that's what started to happen with me because all of a sudden I'm getting calls. Hey, you, this such and such wants to meet you. Want to hear about what you're doing with DRT? And I'm like, what? You know, this is crazy because they've seen me talk to so many people about it. And so what you'll find, and I share my, my testimony with your listeners because I want them to, to realize that because some people say, well, it's easy for you to say. It's easy for time to say. You've been in the business for so long. No, it's not. I just started doing that three years ago. And it was right before the pandemic. You know, it was crazy. Um, you know, and it, it was just like, you know, hey, you'll be surprised when you put your hands to work. Man, got to get in it. You'll get blessed when so many things start happening. Tom, you know, like unbelievable. I couldn't even imagine when I started, man, the, the, the rooms I've been in. I mean, right before that, like two weeks before the pandemic shut down in 2020, the last person I was with was Oprah Winfrey. I couldn't even believe it. I was in the same room. I'm like, what? I grew up watching you on TV, man, the talk show. I mean, it was crazy. And she was sitting there giving me advice about DRT. She's, she's a media mogul. You know, everybody knows that. And it was just like, I couldn't believe I, I was just in awe. I was, if you want to say start, yeah, it was priceless. I mean, here this woman's a billion dollar woman and she's hugging me and talking to me and squeezing me and like, Hey man, you know, you're next. And I didn't even realize until after we took the picture together, she was pointing at the camera to tell everybody, look, watch out for this guy. He's next. I, I'm like, what? And this is over Winfrey. I mean, and then two weeks after that, the whole damn country shut down on us. You know, it was crazy. And, 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 but I thought about it and I said, you know what? What if it would have just happened two weeks earlier? I had never been in the same room with Oprah, obviously with COVID, you know, nobody was getting near her. And it was just, it was just bananas. And I said, you know what? Look at what can happen if you just set your mind to it and put the work in, even in the midst of it. And then I can even, man, I can go on and on about the names I'm even during the pandemic. 
I mean, it's been crazy. There's been people who made exceptions for me in spite of the pandemic. They say, no, you know what? We're not, we don't even want to meet our fans. We want to talk to this guy. I'm like, I mean, it just got crazy. And I just say, you know what? Thank you, Lord. You know, I say, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm not waiting on the next person to talk about DRT. We're going to get out here and we're going to do whatever we can with our resources and our time. And I want to be that living testimony to people. So I'm trusting if I can do it, any of your listeners, they can get out there, promote your band, promote yourself as an artist, get your brand out there and build, build, build by any means necessary. That's the best advice I can give them. And the same thing, think about this, DRT, affordable. Also, it's, if, during the pandemic, I told this to a lot of the artists and bands, it's like touring. You're getting your music and stuff in front of people. That is exactly what it is. That's part of what it is. And then using that, and you should say, use it on social media, whatever. It is also a re- resume builder. Ultimately, and these charts just survive. They do not disappear. It's not like you're one day you're you're in the top ten, but no one knows about it. Like you were saying, when people disappear, but you can use these things as a resume builder in the ultimate end and try to keep sustainability. And that is where a lot of people can use that to to further their career, but they have to put in the work. Exactly. I'll give your listeners a little tip before we shut it off, uh, Tom. Here, let me let me tell you guys something. Um, I've gotten calls from executives at Sony, um, Warner Brothers, um, and and several other major entities. That let me let me tell you something. People don't even know this, Tom. They're watching. They're watching. They're literally watching, and they'll say, "You know what? Um, I noticed this artist on the charts. What's going on with them?" And we'll tell them, "Hey, look, man. You know, it's one of Tom's artists, man. They're, they're a great band. You know, they're out there working. They're doing their thing." And uh, they said, "Well, we're going to keep an eye on it." The reason why I'm sharing that exclusively on your on your podcast here, Tom, is because what your artists need to realize, and many of the artists that are listening, is that you need to be consistent now more than ever. Because if these guys are watching, what they're looking for is consistency. They're looking for who's standing out. They're looking for who's making any kind of noise. So think about it. If you're already on their radar at Universal and this company, that kind of, wait a minute. You know, and you're continuing to be consistent single after single. They say, oh, yeah, we've noticed this guy has got three singles, been on the DRG charts in the last year. They're serious. They're one to watch. There may be somebody we need to call. We need to maybe take a meeting with Tom and see if we can do a joint venture deal or something with him. Yep. You know, these are yeah. things that are real. This is our reality. And I know they get tired of here. That's why I'm saying it, Tom, and not you, because that's what happens. People don't understand how these things take place. It takes place from people watching and talking and recommending and different things that are going on behind the scenes. And people say, how are they getting all the breaks? And I'm not. Because they're doing things that you're not. And that's what you got to do. When you hear things like that and people are looking and watching, you need to be there by any means necessary. How do I get people need to call right now as we get off this podcast? Say, Tom, how do I get on them charts you've been talking about for the last hour? You see what I'm getting at? And, 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 and how can they work together with you to get the exposure that they need? That's what it should be about because trust me, they're watching and they're looking and they're saying, who's next? And if you're not getting that exposure, you won't even be in the running. At least if you get some exposure, there's a chance. Because we do know, Tom, a lot of these bands, they want to be signed. They want to be signed. They do. And that's been embedded in the music industry for years. Man, what's your goal? I want to be be on a major label. And and now we know things are different. What they really mean is we want the politics of a major label. We want the staff of a major label. We want the investment dollars of a major label. That's really what you want. Because if you had all, if you had the staff, the resources, the district, an independent can give you all of those things as well. You know, and things if they have that infrastructure together. So they can, independent can give you the politics, can, can, can have the resources to promote your music, all those types of things. They can have a big staff and all of that. But that's ultimately what people want. But now people are starting to realize, like we said, as we're in the DIY industry, that 2023's music industry is far different. You don't need that major label. That's the difference. You can want them, but you don't need them. You can do all of those things yourself. Exactly. It's very different. Now with technology, everything's at your fingertips. It's very different now. So you can build yourself up in a different way and you can look at that major now as in a potential investor for maybe an exit strategy, partial exit in the future. Not so much that, hey, I need them to get my career off the ground. No, you don't. 
And nowadays, most major labels aren't going to get your career anywhere because they don't want to deal with you. They only want to deal with artists that have their careers already established. Correct. So it becomes a different narrative now. It's not like before. Remember back in the day, time you could mail a demo tape into a guy and he says, Hey, man, I love that track too, man. Can I fly you here to New York? I want to sign this band today. Oh, man, if we can only go back to that day, huh? Don't go back to those days, but it's, it's totally changed. Now. It, it's yeah. over. Exactly. It, it, you try sending a tape. I mean, notice I said tape, right? Cassette yeah. tape. And most, <laughs> most of the listeners probably don't even know what that is. You know, like it was a different day and age. And now it just doesn't work that way. Now they want to know, what are you doing? What is your analytics looking like? What is your fan base looking like? And if you can produce some real numbers, some real analytics, they'll have real interest in you. Exactly. Yeah, I know I've kept you longer than we were. We, we stopped. We were going to be. But I, again, this is great because of the fact one of the things I started off with wanting to do this podcast was to educate people about the industry because there's so much disinformation out there. And I wanted to bring in a whole bunch of people from the industry to be able to educate people how the industry truly works and what will work best for them so they can further their careers instead of hurting their careers. So definitely thank you for being on with me. Uh, it's been definitely a pleasure. It's always great to have you around. I mean, I know I've had you in a couple of them, but, you know, these these are great conversations every yeah, single let's time. Let's do it. Anytime you want to do a part two, definitely count me in on the round table when you put that together. Yeah, that round table. I love that. Yeah, we're definitely going to do one of those and uh, get a bunch of people together at once and have a very in-depth conversation on that. So, yeah, definitely thank you for being on. Not a problem. Yeah. Appreciate your time anytime. And uh, keep us posted on what you're doing out there at, at, at MI5 and, and your you know the rest of your labels and your team. Uh, keep the projects coming. Let's keep building. Awesome. Thank you so much.